Soapbox Sisters, hosted by Jessica C., Jessica Denise, and Linda. This podcast is an intersectional discussion on all things sex, life, and everything in between. As always, we're talking from our lived experience. If these topics bring anything up for you, we encourage you to talk to a professional. Happy listening! Hey everybody, welcome back to Soapbox Sisters. So, we promised last time that we would tell you, or disclose, um, who was high. And the answer is, both of the Jessicas. So is the Jessica. So if you guessed somebody else, Linda, um, you would be incorrect. Even though we, pro- I listened to it a couple times because I had to edit it, and it sounded like we were all high. Um, all right, so before we get started, um, I wanted to give a sex fun fact. And so since today we're going to be talking about sex and exercise, um, the fun fact for the day is, so sex uses about five calories per minute, four more calories than watching TV. So uh, if I'm doing my math right, it's about a calorie a minute if you watch TV. I didn't even know you were burning calories if you were watching TV. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I've actually been doing incredible. Yeah, we've been all just been really working out when we were watching our, our TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sex use is about five calories per minute. Okay, so okay. if you have like a 30 minute sesh, then I can't do that. 30 times five, 150 calories. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Our, our masters aren't in, aren't yeah. in math. It's okay. I can balance a budget of $2.5 million, but I can't do that. No, 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 no. no. That's, a no that's why we have like spreadsheets. Exactly. Yeah. It's all calculators. Yeah. yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> so today we are talking about sex, baby, and exercise, baby. Um, so this morning, this is Jessica Denise. I have Linda Carrillo yes. and Jessica Rose to body combat. And I just kind of wanted to hear, what was your experience like? So for those of you who don't know, I am a fitness instructor. I teach two classes. One is called Body Pump, which is like a cardio strength class. And one is called Body Combat, which is like a cardio kickback boxing, shadow boxing class, all set to music, hour long. Um, super fun. So they came this morning and uh, <laughs> figured we'd kick off the epi with a little bit of what was it like, friends? <laughs> I'm happy to share you for sure. First. You share? Okay, so, I mean, you know, full transparency, I've been doing the body combat classes now for a couple, I don't even know how long. It's a couple weeks ago now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I want to say for, you know, for this specific class, um, it's been easier compared to when I first started, you know, just because I'm starting to get, like, some of the cues a little bit more. But it kicks your ass, dude. Like, it, <laughs> I was talking, I think I was talking to my parents the other day because they were asking, they're like, oh, like, how's it going? So they used to do martial arts when I was younger. Um, they're like, how do you feel like the comparison, you know? And I was like, honestly, I feel like I get hit by a bus like every single time afterwards. Like, I'm just exhausted. Also, I am completely like embarrassed, ashamed, humiliated because there's like older women that participate in the class and older men. And their stamina is significantly better than mine. They're like True. posture, they're They're right, they've been doing this for a while. And I hear that, but you would think that my like not half bad knees, you know, like right. would really have <laughs> <laughs> 
you were not even replaced. Exactly. I was like, oh, like I'll be fine. Like there's people that are older in this class. Like I'm, you know, like I'll be fine. I'm not fine. Like I'm not. (laughs) And it's so embarrassing because it's like, oh my gosh, like if. Like, younger me were to see this, like, she'd be so ashamed. I was like, dude, they're kicking your ass. They're easily <laughs> twice your age. Like, they're kicking your ass. Easily. Easily, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But um, I think overall, to be honest with you, I've absolutely fucking loved, like, just the feeling I get afterwards of, like, obviously the endorphins and all of that, but also just, like, feeling like I have more energy, I think, for a while now. And I've talked to, you know, both of you guys about this, like, just getting to feel like yourself again after having a kid, like, is, is hard work, you know? Mm-hmm. And even, like, the piece of, like, being able to go do something by yourself, you're with yourself for an hour, you're working out, obviously, like, physically you're feeling good, but also mentally, like, you have time to, like, clear your head. The There's two classes that we do. There's the one on Sunday mornings, which I think is honestly my favorite just because it's, like, you just get up and so, like, and you go, mm-hmm. and that's great. It's a great way to start your Sundays. But there's a Thursday afternoon class. Mm-hmm that I go to right after work. Usually I'm, I'm definitely a little bit more exhausted, but like just knowing that like I'm going to go and like just clear my head for like one more day in the work week um, and then just like be able to come home. Like I come home with so much energy and I can just like be like with obviously like Iris and Sergio, but also like, you know, I can clean, I can get up, I can move, I can like just do all these things that I have the energy for. And I feel like it's definitely been like a really big step in like feeling like myself again. And I think I've heard a lot of different people and I don't know, like I've heard this anecdotally, but I don't, I haven't like looked up any like studies or like research because um, I do follow a lot of like postpartum accounts, but I've just heard a lot of people say like, it takes you at least like two years to like feel like yourself. And that's a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah. And so this kind of came into my life right around the time that Iris like had turned to mm-hmm. um, like us, like starting to record and all of that, like that all happened mm-hmm. there. And so like to have this space where we're like talking about things that we are really passionate about. And then to, like, start with, like, body combat and, like, do something physical and, like, get your endorphins flowing and, like, give you energy. Um, And just a couple of other, like, life changes that I've made in the last few months. Like, I don't know if it's because of that, like, she's turned to um, thing or just because of all these other things that I've been doing. Like, I've really just been able to feel like myself again. And I Mm -hmm. definitely, like, credit the physical exercise and everything that we do in body combat for, like, helping me feel that way for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love hearing that. Look at this Jessica, Jessica changing lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing the, the Lord's work. <laughs> I, I felt like I was at church today. I'm not going to lie. I didn't tell you that in the car. I did tell Jessica already in the car. Like, just uh-huh. how it felt like she, like, I love her style of instruction. Oh, it's yeah. Very, like, inspirational, but it's also, like, inviting to, like, okay, this is an option and this is an option. Yeah. I feel like, a lot of times when I go to exercise classes, you know, I, I go to like, you know, the, the bougie, whatever bougie places, and it, you don't know what's going on, and like, yeah. you feel like you're kind of being judged a little bit, because like, you don't know like, it. at a place, like, um, yeah. Yeah, and I just felt like, it felt like community coming together and just like sweating. That said, I sweat my balls off. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. like, through my clothes. Yeah. Like, if I was wearing a bra, which yeah. I don't often wear when I work out, but yeah. we were trying to color coordinate. Yeah. So. And we did. <laughs> and we did. Looked like yeah. very adorable Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. Powerpuff Girls, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I am the opposite of Luna right now. I'm really, really 
low energy. <laughs> but I started with low energy, so uh, I think that's part of it. And I'm also moving into like my cycle soon, so I'm always getting tired around this time. Yeah, you're the worst. But yeah, it was it was amazing, and I can see how much this dude has loved you, and how intentional you are about the instruction. And I was telling Jessica in the car, you know, I'm I'm working on becoming a yoga teacher. I got my certification in the fall, and so I, I like watching other instructors and the way that Jessica was like healing people. Yeah, I thought was really great. Yeah, because it it was compassionate, but it also had this kind of authoritative. Piece. Yeah, like still directive. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't in a way of like. You don't feel judged. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't feel judged, but you feel yeah. encouraged. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I, like, I totally like hear what you're, where you're coming yeah. from. And that I appreciate that too. It's like, you yeah. don't feel judged, yeah. but you feel like, but, but you're, you need to get over here. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. You need it. Like, I felt like she was like, like, an, like an older sister being like, Get your shit. Right, right. You need to get it together. Okay. You're doing great. You're doing great now. But you need to get it And also, the same thing with Linda, like, these tiny older women. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting in the back and like, is my book up in the Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. So, anyway, that's it, and I'm tired. Oh, well, you all. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. And I have loved this part of my life. It's so unexpected. I did not grow up athletic. I am a choir person. Same. You know? So I grew up doing like my mom's like Jane Fonda fitness takes or like um, Tybo with really Tybo. That's that's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like Tybo. Exactly. Yeah. That's I fell in love with. I love Tybo so much. So when I first did body combat, it was with my friend Stephanie, and we would have these weekends where we would come visit each other, and we would just join on each other's lives, and then do some fun things. And her life was very much gym. You know, no. we were, so she would go to the gym for two to three hours on a Saturday. Oh, no. So I would come and I would do that. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time I did body combat. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I immediately, like, found a gym that had body combat and signed up. And I found my community there. I yeah. found people who, you know, we, we fight together. We go through hard stuff together. We go through fun stuff together. We celebrate. We grieve. And to me... It's such an important thing for me to be able to cultivate with my classes. So it feels meaningful. Even, you know, Linda, I'm so glad that you are now a regular and and Jess, for you to come and be able to feel some of that even in the first time is very meaningful to me. Um, Because my little me would have never guessed (laughs) if ever, ever, that I would be leading people in like, physical fitness yeah like now yeah, i hear that um and so especially like in this big body you know i'm like a size 14 you know i'm not small i don't fit into fitness instructor standards mm-hmm. and one of the things that i love about being a fitness instructor is that because i'm not trying to right i'm not i'm only trying to i, I got into it because it helped me move through some of my aggression get that out of my body that helped me like with energy and all these other things and it helped me to cultivate love within myself Mm. and so that's why I come back and that's why I teach 
Um, you know, a lot of instructors will use cues like this is going to carve out so and so. And I'm like, you want to create muscle so that when you right, right. so that when you're on your toilet and your um and your phone calls through your into your thighs, your muscles will crush. <laughs> you know, you're not trying to get rid of those. You need a thigh gap. That's a relatable thing. You don't need a thigh gap. <laughs> I can speak to it because obviously I go to her class often, but like I've never, thank you so much for mentioning that by the way. Like I've never heard her say anything of like, this is going to get you to like an ideal shape type things. And I feel like my two favorites have been like, um, you're doing this exercise, like you're lifting up the water case at Costco, the one we did today, because it's like, dude, yeah, dude, we need to do that. And then another one is like, hey, like, you know, why do we need to build up like core muscle? And like people said a couple things here and there. And she's like, well, because you want to be able to like pick up your kids and your grandkids. And it's like just little things like that where it just like warms your fucking heart. And you're not over here trying to um, like say like, oh, this is like, you know, for you to get skinny. Never, 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 never. It's always been like for like practical real life things. And also like, yeah, because like you need strength for stuff like that, you know, in your day to day. So I love that one. Yeah, I was looking at, I told this to Jessica earlier, but I was looking at like a different Oh yeah, yeah, my face, yeah. Yeah. It was so funny because like I think like ten minutes in after like the warm-up chat, Jess looked at me and she's like, Oh, like I'm gonna get a break and get water and like you kept going and I just looked at this and I was like, No, together 
um, then our body starts to fall apart. So it all really helps the whole system. Um, another reason is managing energy, which we talked about a little bit today, you know, like being able to have energy to do things, to live, to be creative. Um, another is stress management. Yep. Just like when things, this is why I love teaching body combat, because it's all about like moving the stress up through your body, out through your fists, out through your kicks, um, and, and having fun. Um, another is mood. You know, managing, like, how am I feeling if I'm feeling a little bit, you know, sad? Maybe I come throw a few punches or maybe I actually slow down and do yoga so I can, like, slowly kind of feel into my body. Yeah. Um, but working out is great for the mood. It's super helpful. Another reason is sleep. Getting a good old night of sleep. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't you know, I've been working out now for so long. Um, but I just remember before, like when I first started working out and oh my God, how hard I would sleep. <laughs> it was just like so, so good. <laughs> it was very delightful. Um, it was so delightful. Um, another reason people work out is for friends. Some people do it because their friends are going to be there. It's a nice social activity. Yeah, yeah. it really can be, you know, going for a run, going, you know, playing pickleball, which is like a big venue or big thing here. Um, playing tennis, um, you know, those things, you know, it can be a good way to, to connect with people. And but my favorite, of course, is to, is to cultivate care for ourselves Yeah. and to cultivate really a sense of love compassion and curiosity within our bodies for ourselves you know sometimes you know when it's sometimes in class i'll say you know don't let your head get in the way because yeah. your, your mind is going to give up a lot faster than your body will your body can do a lot more than your mind thinks and now is the time for you to up level the ways that you believe in yourself and what you believe about yourself um and so yeah i I, that's my favorite. But I did forget one. I was going to say. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> to improve sexual health. Um, you know, because of the positive impacts that exercise has on stress, it is also said to increase libido or sex drive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the nuances of that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally... Uh, TMI alert, have always had an extremely high sex drive, regardless of whether I worked out. Like, uh, But I will say, <laughs> there was a time when I got a group on to go to hot yoga. Oh. Whew. I don't know if this is going to be a good story. Well, I went and it was, <laughs> okay. it was long and it was hot and I was just this, the fat girl in the class with all of us really skinny men who were wearing like speedo looking things mm-hmm. and I halfway through the class I laid down and cried. But at the end of the class, I was hornier than I probably have ever been in my life. It was like there was something that was like cultivated, like this this creative, procreative energy that was just like cultivated in my body through that. And it was so intense. So wow. question. What is hot yoga? Yeah, it's like you do, um, there's like a specific, um, yeah, it's a, it's a specific kind of yoga and you do it in like 104 degrees or oh. something like that. And the lights are off usually and there's like some 
Yeah. Oh. And you're just going through like a massive sequence or some sort of like flow sequence. But, but you're in like extreme heat and the idea that like you're detoxing. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I will also say though that this specific type of yoga we found the uh, creator of it. Oh, he's the predator. He's a Much. Oh. My, my very, very, like, 
sensitive part of me, which is very much not open to everybody. Yeah. Um, like the hopeless romantic in me. I fucking, I cried at every episode. And yeah. Because it was just so sweet. Like just like the extent of how far both of them would go for each other. Yeah. Like to be able to be there for each other. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other one is trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, watch it. I had just finished I'm watching it. Watch it. Don't look at me that way. Watch it. I mean, like, listen, Friday, Friday, what's his name, John, the guy who's doing it the first time, mm-hmm. like, God, this man is just... Also, my just, like, a tidbit of a selling point, too, it's, like, there's a lot of um, discourse around race yes. in this one because it's the first time, quote-unquote, that a um, somebody from the British Empire is going to marry somebody of color. Yeah. And so they're having conversations no. about how, that, like, what they would do is going to set a precedent. You know what to do to get me. Yes, yeah. I know exactly. I know exactly. Yes. But that's why, like, it's, it's because it's way more than just, like, a love story. It's, like, they're talking yeah. about race. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, like, how, like, their decisions are going to impact, like, how things are going to, the, the precedent yeah. that it's going to set. For generations to come of like how they're going to even treat like royalty and like the things that now like black people are going to um start to like have access to and now that somebody color, right because it wasn't just black people right i think there's asians Asian, in there too yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. right there we go um and so it's like so there's like there's that race part of it there's they're talking about mental health because mental illness plays in it you know tri- wow. uh, what is it uh when you say spoiler, spoiler, like there, yeah, there's going to be like, you know, discussion about mental illness. Um, there's just like so many other like topics that get brought into it besides just like a love story that to me just makes it so much more real and like just, oh, it was so good. So good. So, good. so, good. so in conclusion. Yeah. Oh, we weren't just, we weren't just talking about Bridget Jane. We were just doing just like reggaeton music it's just like mexican music like think like bad bunny type music when i leave um uh, body combat yeah because i just i'm just hyped after i leave yeah. and so it's like this is just you know yeah i just need to keep the hype <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the type of music i listen to oh i love it so much <laughs> so thank you for that uh little tangent i loved it i love it journey of health is to understand there's a reality that we need 
healthy stress to evolve and grow. Right. Part of our humanity requires a healthy stress. Our heart beats. Our heart is squeezed. <laughs> that is a healthy stress on our body. Without it, we would not live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it pumps out our blood. And if that stops happening, we stop living. And so healthy stress is good. Um, and I often find as a fitness instructor, the first time that people come to class, you know, I'm, I'm always like, hey, just so you know, you're going to be really sore. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that you stretch afterwards. Come to the hot tub with me. I try to go to the hot tub after every class. Mm-hmm. Come to the hot tub with me. Um, and eat some protein because you're probably going to be sore. That is a good sign. That is a sign that your body is working. Oh. And to remember that there's a difference between healthy stress and trauma. Mm. There's healthy stress that means, oh, my body has worked. I'm sore. And then there's trauma that is an actual an injury. Yeah. Yeah. An injury means you should pull back. You should stop with a healthy stress. means that you're actually doing the right thing and you should keep going. And so I, to me, that's just a really important thing as we're talking about, like, physical health at all, you know, that we need the healthy stress, but we want to have the healthy stress, but not the trauma, not the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so very good sign. Um, so we want to give our bodies, right, that healthy stress because it helps make us more resilient. Um, and it just, it, it, it's what... It's what allows us to evolve. So take this as a lesson in multiple areas, not just physical health, right? (laughs) But our libido, our sex drive, is not as simple as exercise. If only. I mean, that would be super great, right? But our menstrual cycle impacts it. Those who bleed know, you know, that there's different times of the month. And those different times of the month have different impacts on whether you are in the mood. So there's the menstrual phase, which is when we're actually bleeding. There's the follicular phase between the time you finish bleeding and the time you ovulate. And this often is the time where we kind of have the most energy. Our energy is coming back after our period is done. And we're starting to feel really good with our bodies. There's the ovulation, which is when the egg is releasing. Often, this is the time of creation for people. Um, people feel more sexy. Our, our skin clears up often. Like our bodies naturally signal to other people, like come hither. Like I'm ready to get down. You know. Um, and then you know, after we ovulate, we have the luteal phase where we this is where we start to I get sore boobs. Yeah. Cramping, yeah. mild depressive symptoms sometimes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, fatigue, exactly. And either during this time, we might be in the mood and we might not. We might just want to sit on the couch and eat all of the ice cream. Right. Correct. Right. This is what I like to do. Cookies and cream toast are good. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm an extreme Loose Tracks ice cream. Oh, kind of okay. The chocolate Loose Tracks. It's, ooh, I'm going to get some on the way home. Just I'm your lactose free. <laughs> you but, guys are going to make fun of me. I really no. like I really like this dairy-free matcha ice cream. Oh, like yeah. Well, yeah, you're lactose-free, well, right? Yeah. I have a dairy allergy, and it's so good. I've only ever had it in Little Italy, but oh, um, okay. it's like gelato style. Ooh, so good. And honestly, it's probably for the best that it's in Little Italy, because I think I would eat it every single <laughs> yeah. day. And I, would, I would never judge you. I know. That. Not for that. Not, not, maybe for other things. Maybe for other shit, not that, Jess. Come on. <laughs> Well, I could have delivered it like this. You 
guys, I love this matcha oh, yeah. please gelato. Don't do that. Please don't. It's so good. Please don't do that ever again. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to move on. So during the, the, the luteal phase and menstruation, you know, they often recommend a little bit more, like, calmer, milder exercise, maybe, like, yoga, walking. During the follicular phase and ovulation, when you, we have more energy, it's suggested that we do more high-intensity exercise. Oh. Um, as, as something that's really supportive and actually even supports us as we move into the luteal phase after we ovulate. So just wanted to speak to that because I think that's an important thing. You know, people, yeah. people can, you know, we can reduce our bodies to this is the thing that's going to make us be happier, be thinner, be whatever. But we are systems. Yeah. We are systems of being. So we can't just do one thing and, and expect it. We can expect it to have an impact, but we can't expect it to be the only thing that is the impact on our lives. So we just want to be realistic, right? Yeah. So sex itself is thought of as being mild to moderate form of exercise. Now, this probably depends on who you're doing it with. <laughs> sure, sure. Go on. Sure. Go on. Um, and, you know, positions, how much, you know, whether you're having fun, that kind of thing, <laughs> yeah, you know. How long? It's gonna, yeah, exactly. It's going to depend on a lot of things. So other things that impact libido, stress, naturally, when we're stressed out, sometimes we want it, sometimes we're like, no one, no one touched me at all. Yeah. Um, lifestyle, you know, for people who may travel a lot, you know, maybe you don't have the same level of energy to put forward something like that. Um, when you're super busy or you commute a lot, you know, there's some things that make the lifestyle like that you're just not necessarily in the mood. Um, things like medications, you know, sometimes, oh, yeah. uh, you know, including Side hormonal effects. birth control, yeah. including, you know, things that people might take for their mental health, all of which are really important. But it's important that we understand, like, you're actually not crazy. Yeah. Like, sometimes you can feel like, What's wrong with me? I used to have this high libido. I'm trying to take care of my depression, but now I don't have a sex drive. It's like, well, that might be impacting it. Yeah. You know, it's not that something is wrong with you. It's just something to keep in mind as you're looking at um, what to do to, you know, yeah. solve the problem yeah. or, you know, fix what's going on. And also, can I just put in this? Uh, so I'm, I'm working on doing a series workshop with a friend of mine at Sojourn Healing Collective in San Diego. Shout out. But the four part series is is learning about your menstrual cycle and like kind of the things Mm -hmm. that you can do to like activate at that point or the things that you maybe need to pull back on at that point. And something I've been telling people that a lot of women don't know is that we've been accustomed to live on the male cycle, which is male hormones re sort of program as it were every 24 hours. They're in a 24 hour cycle. Women or female identifying people, yeah, female identifying people, we're actually in a 28 to 32 day cycle. Right. Because our hormones are changing. So it's not like we're much more like the moon. Yes, we're much more like the moon. We don't wake up the next day and we're like, boom, okay, testosterone, everything, estrogen, progesterone is totally equal and level and we're good to go. It's like, no, actually, we go on a different cycle. We phase in different ways. So it's really interesting that you bring this up because that has to do with the energy that you have, the hormones that you have, and then, you know, like you said, the, the sexual appeal that you might feel you have mm-hmm. or that you feel toward others. 
and also it determines what you want to do when you exercise which yeah. when I mentioned earlier like I'm feeling really tired right now because I'm moving into the right. I'm in the right. luteal phase moving into menstrual so right. I know this week is going to be right yeah yeah absolutely yeah great uh, another thing that impacts our libido is trauma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're actively dealing with a trigger or we have even something around, you know, sexual trauma. Oh, yeah. That can impact whether we're in the mood, the energy that we want to put toward it, the energy that we feel like we can mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. put toward, you know, sex. Mm-hmm. Um, illness, if we have a cold, if we're sick, if we have a chronic illness, if we have a disability. You yeah, know? we tried having sex with uh, runny nose. Like when you're like actively cold. Oh, like when you're in a I don't recommend it. I don't recommend that either. So sexy. you're sweating and then you're just. Oh, you're too congested. I don't recommend you. I'm into it. <laughs> Another thing is like relationship problems. Oh, yeah. Right? When you're just not feeling. Like you're connected to someone or there's a way that you want to be deeper connected to someone and they're not showing up for you. Like that can impact things. I'm just, so I'm, I was about to ask you, like we both just kind of looked at each other and it's like, <laughs> we have so much to say. I also, I think I like to try and find this balance between like not making light of everything we talk about. Cause obviously some of these things are a little bit deeper. Right. And so yeah. it's like, if it's like more serious conversations that you're having with your partner about even potentially like the stability of your relationship like yeah that absolutely affects sex I think for me personally like I'm a really big like person on actions in a relationship and so it's like I might get home and be like oh my gosh like I'm in the mood like you know like have that just be kind of like on the back of my uh, mind but if I see like my house a mess or like if I ask like hey like can you take all the trash okay and I don't see it done like it's an immediate absolutely fucking mess like it and, and for me it's like that's always been like just my thing where it's like I can like think of or you know like little things maybe throughout the day where I'm like I'm thinking of my partner and it's like oh my gosh like I'm just like really looking forward to like seeing them and then like I get home and like they just honestly anything for the most part it's very much again like actions based like if there's something you didn't do that I asked you to do or didn't do that like you could have done to like just you know help ease the transition of me coming back home yeah. and like having a lot of stressors at work, like, it's a turn off. And you don't even know you turned me off, but you did. You know? <laughs> and the door is closed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, like, I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I have so much to say about that. <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I've talked about it so much that I just don't even, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. It's just, um, <laughs> I was married to someone who denied me a lot and told me over and over again all of the things that Jessica just went on the list about. He said, oh, it's because I work out too much. It's because I'm too stressed. It's because I'm this. It's because I'm that. It's because I've traveled 11.5 hours or whatever to come to California. And I just remember being like, okay, okay. And then, um, you know, three years ago, he said, I've never been attracted to you, and I never – I never have been and I don't I I have to force myself basically to have sex with you. And so it was like I my still deepest, jump was like, <laughs> I still it was like my right deepest me, if I saw yeah. him on the street, I promise I would, I would throw hands immediately. I mean I this saw him come body combat today, so <laughs> I believe that you can do that. Oh, that's and strong. I'm excited about it. I'm 
told her before. I was like, yeah. girl, like, it's amazing to if me how get in a fight, without physically seeing anything, like, you know, like, yeah. you, your, your punch is not actually hitting anybody. Like, I can tell, like, you're very strong. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. So, anyway, you saying that, and I, it's, it's sort of like, I almost feel like a lot of times I have a, a higher sex drive than the people I'm in relationship with. And I don't know if that's, again, this is like, you know, let's sit on the sofa and have a therapy session right now. It could be about wanting to belong. It could be about feeling connected to that person, establishing that intimacy. It could be about wanting to get my exercise in because we are talking about exercise. <laughs> you know, it could be a million different things. But anyway, it's just interesting that you say that because I felt a little triggered because I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, those things were used as excuses. And the yeah. last thing you said about relationships if anybody's listening and has gone through the same experience as me, you know, take this as an opportunity not just to be like, oh, like it's because they're stressed or it's because like to dismiss it yeah. and really like sit and spend time with it. If it's something right. that's chronic right. Right. and it's something that's bothering you, like yeah. I brought it up all the time and it made him feel more pressured mm-hmm. and then he in turn wouldn't have sex with me. So it was like this vicious cycle of like constantly. So yeah. anyway, I just really, really recommend if, if, you know, there's something going on in your relationship, whether it's they didn't pick up their stinky socks or oh you know, my god, they traveled <laughs> yeah. uh, across the Atlantic and now they're just too tired. Yeah, um, all of those things are, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we might these things might decrease our libido, but we never want to weaponize them against someone. Oh, Correct. Yep. That's a problem in and of itself. Yeah. It's actually funny that you mentioned like feeling like you have a higher sex drive because it said quote that men have a higher sex drive. Most women that I know have a higher sex drive than their partner. Yeah. But there's also this thing around like conditioning into patriarchy that says the man is the aggressor. Yeah. Right. The man is the one that wants Initiate. sex. And if the man is not the one that wants sex, there must be something wrong with him. He's not as manly. Yeah. Or there's something wrong with the woman. But I just don't think, really think that that's true, right? Right. Um, and often when the division of labor within a household becomes equal, sex drive differences become more negligible. Hmm. It actually, like, when women have most of the household chores, when women and men are both going to work, women come home, they got to take care of the kids, they got to clean the house, they got to cook the food, mm-hmm. that decreases their tends to just decrease their sex drive. But when there's more equality in the house, mm-hmm. you start to see less of the, right. the contrast hmm. between men and women. So I think that there's something to unravel around patriarchal conditioning into that um and if you feel like that's true in your household to have some conversations about it with your partner you know if you want more or they want more to be able to have these conversations can be really really important yep so of course like exercise is you know one part of things that you know can help us be healthy or help us with our sexual health, but it's important for us to remember that we are holistic beings. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to wrap it up, but before we do... Mm. I'm sorry, I thought you said holistic beings, and I just... I do love holistic beings. <laughs> what are those? I don't know what they are, but I'm into like, it, wow. and we need to make That's it happen. Cool. I'm a holistic being. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. But yeah, don't no, no, try it out. What's up? Well, the <laughs> exercise I want to point out, it, it like apparently, and I've actually noticed this when I do more cardio, I have more stamina. 
because yeah. especially depending on the positions and stuff that you're doing, it really helps. And also stretch. <laughs> stretching and being in yoga like since I've done my YTT I've been able to do a lot more stuff with my body and I'm like oh this is fun that's so awesome. just as another aside is like and also the older you get the funnier it gets because you're like wait I could do this like without having to warm up or anything and now it's like whoo okay all right my hip popped out a little bit <laughs> that actually is the perfect transition into oh, perfect. our last topic which is have you heard of sexercises? No, but I want to. <laughs> like Kegels? Sex, well, that is one. Okay. So it's these things that lead to stamina that help us be flexible. So things like, um, so so I'm going to read a quote from, if this is a, there's a book called Sexercises by Edward O'Reilly. And this, <laughs> these exercises are exercises that, quote, develop the muscles directly concerned with the sexual activity of both men and women to produce maximum pleasure in sexual fulfillment. Okay. And so they include things like swimming, running, keep the heart rate up. Oh, nice. Okay. Hit high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. strength training, and okay. yoga is one of them, mm-hmm. and kegels. Hmm. Or kegels, I heard it pronounced. I don't yeah. actually know what it was pronounced. Which is named after like a dude. Which has its own. What? I mean, that's shocker. But he basically helped women who had weak pelvic floor health. I was going to say, so the straight thing to your pelvic floor, right? Yeah. Which, on a related slash side note, um, I've noticed since doing body combat that I've had a stronger pelvic floor. Oh. Because I, and I didn't even think about that. So, fun uh, one of the many fun facts people don't tell you after you give birth is like you have you ever seen like a woman sneeze and cross her legs? Yes, my mom does it all the time. Right, right. Well, because your pelvic floor like weakens yeah. afterwards, and sometimes when you sneeze, like you fucking pee yourself. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And so I had been doing that a lot because I I felt it right. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like pee myself on these days. Yeah. And I these last few it's fucking random, but like these last few weeks, I've noticed that I've sneezed and like. I like tight in, but I was like, oh, it feels like I didn't have to do that. Like, I didn't need to do that. And so, I I mean, it's all the only thing that's changed is I've been doing body combat. And so, I think that that's been like a really big help in strengthening my pelvic floor because I don't feel like I'm going to pee myself now when I sneeze. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a big deal. Climbers. The mountain climbers we did at the end today, that's pelvic floor conditioning, isn't it? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of what we do, a lot of the kicks, a lot of the, when I tell you to like, brace your core you're bracing from like yeah like depending on the move like will depend on what where you're bracing yeah. and that like helps like with a lot of a lot of core strength and, yeah. and um pelvic core strength so i love that yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know about the whole sex part but my ass isn't peeing myself anytime i sneeze now yes. so that's a win yes. yeah it's exciting it really is like i, I make i'm telling you i make dirt of everything but like it's exciting <clears throat> like yeah. that's a it's a big deal like yeah. just again a lot of the things that you're like what the fuck is happening and now to like know like oh wow there's actually something i can do to like prevent mm-hmm. it or like you know to improve it it's like oh yeah like it's actually it's working out not just in like my physical yeah. health but just like even things like that yeah. it's very exciting yeah. it's exciting I'm time for <laughs> so this guy kegel kegel mm-hmm. he helped women who had given birth mm-hmm. and so the whole idea is like after childbirth and as we age our pelvic floor muscles weaken and the whole idea that he has is to do these cable exercises 
So you strengthen the pelvic floor, but one of the byproducts of that is stronger orgasms. Oh, nice. Okay. So, you know, but here's the, the, the last thing I want to say about that, because I think that Kegels have become, like, much more popular in the last few years, is just squeezing your pelvic floor isn't necessarily beneficial in the way that we hope it will be. Yeah. Like, you don't just, like, squeeze your pelvic floor and now everything goes away. Because, like I said earlier our muscles, our body is a system. Mm. So sometimes people end up doing these exercises where they're just like squeezing their pelvic floor and that can lead to some muscles being overdeveloped, which can actually lead to more pain during sex. Oh, interesting. And so it's really important to, you know, to do, if you if you want to do that kind of thing to help you with your pelvic floor, to work with a reputable source like get a pelvic floor therapist mm-hmm. so that they can actually show you and demonstrate and tell you like the the way that's most helpful mm-hmm. for you to strengthen your pelvic floor because it's not just squeezing. Yeah, so I actually I had chronic UTIs for a while, um, which probably could have to do with the fact that I wasn't having that much sex. So then when I was, it, <laughs> there was like this whole new bacterial oh. system. So anyway, so there's that piece, but. Over time, I built up scar tissue around my urethra. Mm-hmm. And so I went to see a pelvic floor specialist. And what she said for me was, it's my problem isn't the strength of the vaginal wall or that like pelvic area or the pelvic bowl. It's it's the lack of being able to relax. Yeah. Oh. And so it's so you, it's the, like you said, it's sort of like the yin and the yang. You have to have both. If you overdevelop one, then you're un- and another one's underdeveloped. You're going to experience pain. Yeah, and so. this tends to be true for women who are giving birth. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of you know you're taught because you're taught to do kegels, so a lot of women are doing them. Mm-hmm. But actually, like when you're giving birth, like you have to relax. Right. Right. And if you don't if you don't have a practice of relaxing, then it's actually gonna be harder for you to open in the ways that, oh. that matter during that process too. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to finish off with. I think that's a great way to end that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Questions, concerns? <laughs> no concerns. I feel like I definitely leave like learning just more. About yeah. which I love about these episodes, I feel like I always just walk away like learning more. But mm-hmm. I think um, just this tidbit that we just last talked about with the pelvic floor exercise, like definitely one of those things where, <clears throat> again, like whether you have or haven't given birth, like so important to know. Mm-hmm. I, I I just appreciate that we brought that up. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks, Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Bye.